Welcome to the LYC Podcast. We are a youth community that believes in loving people and meeting them where they are. Our desire is that through this message, God's love for you is confirmed, your hope in Jesus is renewed, and your faith is awakened. Two different scriptures. Um, if your neighbor does not have a Bible, look at your neighbor. Even if you don't have a Bible either, look at your neighbor and just say, we got to bring a Bible. Come on, look at your neighbor. Just say, we need to start bringing our Bible to church. That's like showing up to swim practice with no trunks. Uh, any swimmers, by the way? Any swimmers? Uh, no, no swimmers. No swimmers. Uh, any soccer players? Any? Okay, one. That's awesome. We just, anybody you play any sports at all? It's like, do we? Any? Okay, a couple people play sports. All right. Um, go with me to Proverbs chapter fourteen, verse twelve. Proverbs chapter fourteen, verse twelve. And uh, while we're in the book of Proverbs, right smack dab in, in the middle of your Bible, uh, go to Proverbs chapter three. Verse 5, Proverbs chapter 12 and Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5. Uh, we're continuing or finishing a series tonight that we have been in for the last number of weeks called All of My Best Friends. All of My Best Friends. And the whole series has been predicated around this verse, Acts 2.42. We won't read it tonight for time's sake. Uh, but this verse that says this, that all the early believers, the early church, they were together. They had all things in common and they devoted themselves to the apostles' doctrine, getting together, spending time uh, in, in, in small group, in community, and prayer. And the Bible says because they were, they were living life together, they were devoted, they were committed to community, that God, he put his hand upon them, God blessed them, and God used them to supernaturally change the world that they lived in. And the whole idea of this series is that really when God, when God calls me and when God plants me in, in a church, what, what do you mean plants me? I mean like when God has said, hey, this is, the, this is the church, this is the youth group, this is the family of God that I'm putting you in, that I should be devoted to that place. There should be something in me that goes, man, this is like, this is my church. This is my family. This is my crew right here. Because the Bible says this is how in the last days, how in life, how we will win and fulfill the purpose and plan God, God has for us. But here, here's the thing that we have to just be on guard. Um, this whole idea of being devoted to one another, devoted to community, um, it is something that, well, it is challenging to say the least. Anybody of you ever like faced something before that was just difficult? It was just challenging. Like, I don't know why I just thought of this. By the way, I'm really digging the group participation tonight. It's like anyone ever face a challenge? One person. Everyone else is like, nah, bro, I'm good. I like, I, I don't know if you heard. I'm awesome. I never have any difficulty. You're a liar. Um, I don't know why I just thought of this, but Air Sports Adventure. You ever been to Air Sports Adventure? Like, I know you... Have you ever been to Adventure Air Sports? Um, Air Sports Adventure. Um, my kids just call it the trampoline place. That's what they call it. We, we, we go to Adventure Air. Um, like, there's the little basketball section, and the highest goal, I want to dunk on it so bad. Like, I want to, why? Because I'm 12 years old on the inside. I want to dunk on it so bad, and every time I go there, I spend at least 15 minutes failing over and over. It just, it gets a challenge. I'm vertically challenged apparently, or I'm just not very athletic. But the, the Bible goes, here, here's the reality. In the days we live in, the tendency is going to be to, to sway. 
the tendency is going to be to, to start drifting away from things that are essential. One of the things the Bible says, it is the gathering together of God's people. This is why Hebrews 10, 24 goes, listen, in the last days, people are gonna start drifting, but you do not forsake the community that God has placed you in. And so we've been talking about this, this idea of community. And um, I started this, this kind of thought two weeks ago. Um, and, and it was this whole idea of how God has called us together and God actually has placed over each and every one of us spiritual covering for us to receive from, but also called us to engage in, the, in that covering. And I know that might not make a whole lot of sense, but I wanna talk to, about tonight uh, the process of how you and I make decisions and determinations. Any of you that like, we really need group participation. Like I hate, like I hate more than anything, having to stand up in front of people publicly and talk and like give my all. And people are like, like, I just like, I, I feel like if I got to do it, you got to like help me out. So a little group participation real quick. Um, have you ever had a decision that you had to make that you did not know what decision to make? Anybody like, hey, this is, um, anybody, does this happen to you at restaurants? Like, okay, like just out of curiosity, where are all my insecure menu lookers? You can never decide what you want. Um, anytime I go to a restaurant, I guarantee you, it doesn't matter what I choose, whatever you get is gonna look way better. Every time I, I order and like my wife's food come, will come or someone else's food and I'm like, wow, I should have got that. Like I have mad food envy every time I go out. But, but life, really what it is, it is a series of decisions that you and I have to make. And, and really what I want to talk about tonight is that there is a process. There is a way, a God-ordained way for you and I to make decisions and determinations inside of a safety net that ensures we are staying on the course that God has for us. Now, two scriptures I ask you to turn to. First one, Proverbs 14, 12. And, and I want to read this. It's a familiar scripture. We've, we've read it often, but I want to let it sink in real quick. It says this, there is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. There is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. Let's just break that down. It's a very short verse. It will not take very long. The Bible goes, there are things that legitimately to you, they seem right. Have you ever had an argument or a disagreement with your parents before? Have your parents ever like been like, hey, this is really the right thing to do. And you're like, nah, man, this is the right thing to do. Like it's one thing when, when you're having a disagreement with your parents and on the inside, like, come on, we've all been there before. On the inside, you know you're wrong, but you just want to do what you want to do. It's like, no, mom, seriously, like, you don't, like, you don't understand. This, like, okay, it, I described it wrong. It's not really a party. It's not more of a Bible study. And um, I probably described it the wrong way. Like, yeah, there will be like dancing, but it'll be like worship dancing, like to the things of God. And it's like, you know, it's not a good decision, but you want to do what you want to do. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about when legitimately you're trying to honor your mom and dad, you're trying to honor the Lord, you want to do the right thing, but you just disagree. Hey, I know you think this, but with everything in me, I think, it's, I think this is the right decision. The Bible goes literally, you and I, there are ways, there are things that seem right. 
I don't know if you're like given to extremes. I am given to extremes. So when I read the Bible, I always go extreme like one way or the other. So I used to read this verse and be like, yeah, there's ways that seem right to a man, like evil stuff, like sex, drugs, and rock and roll, like murder and kicking puppies and like throwing cats off buildings. Like there's ways that seem right to evil men, but you know, like it's not a good, but, but the Bible is, no, 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 it, it's not like bad evil. It's, it's, there's just things that just seem right. I don't know, man. Like I, with all of my research, with all my understanding, with all, this just seems like the right thing to do. And yet, because you and I have a, like, I, I, I love this thought that your point of view, like that's fine. You have one as long as you acknowledge it, that it's a view from a point. You have a singular point of view. Ain't no one in this room even have eyes on the back of their head that they can see behind them. All of us, we have such a limited point of view and perspective in comparison to God's wisdom and God's knowledge and God's understanding. And the Bible was, there's ways that seem right to you. I think like this really is what I want to do with my life, but, but, but the end is not what, 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 you, what it seems. Okay, well then how do I make decisions? Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. I want to read this. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Someone say all. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And I love this. And lean not on your own understanding. You know what that tells me? That there are going to be times if you and I legitimately are hearing from God and allowing him to lead us, that we are going to make decisions and determinations that don't make sense to us. This doesn't like, this doesn't make sense to me, but, but I'm not leaning on my understanding. I've put my trust in, in God. Look, 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 keep, keeps on going. It says, and in all your ways, someone say all your ways. Okay. Um, real quick question. Um, I'll, I always pick on Isaiah. Isaiah, can you give me the definition of all? all? Yeah. No, okay, the opposite. the opposite. So all means everything. So just, just real quick, rhetorical question. How many things in your life do you ask God about? This is kind of what Jesus was talking about, by the way, when Jesus was like, hey, quick, quick question, Caitlin. Um, like not that this is actually you, but let's just pretend it was. Um, why do you call me Lord, but then you make all the decisions? It's actually a pretty good question. Jesus goes, why do you call me Lord, which means ruler, master, you're the boss. Why do you say that I'm the Lord of your life? Why, why do you get in youth and why are you like, Jesus, you have my whole heart, everything. It's not even a song, but let's go with it. Like I surrender all, but then you're the boss though. And so every decision and determination you make, you make it according to what seems best to you. Why do you do that? The Bible goes, trust in the Lord with all your heart. You can throw that verse up there. And in all your ways, in all your ways, acknowledge him. Not just go, yo, God, I'm going to date this girl right now, so I need you to bless it, okay? Like, increase my ability to be the man. Like, just, no, no, no. 
Not just acknowledge, but God ask. Hey God, I'm acknowledging you're God, I'm not. I'm acknowledging that there's a way that seems right to me, but it's not, it's not always right. And so I need you to lead and guide and direct my path. And the Bible goes, if you will acknowledge, if you'll invite God in, he will direct your, your path. I wanna title this sermon tonight, um, trust the process. Loud and proud, someone just say, trust the process. Trust the process. Here's what I wanna do. I wanna give you five things tonight. Just throw up the number five, just throw it up. Just throw it up. I wanna give you five steps tonight to, to ensure that we make decisions and determinations that do not get us off the course that God has for us. The, the, the Bible says that every single one of us, we are purpose and plan by God. So it actually doesn't matter if you're like a God person or not a God person. Like, it's not like, hey, if you'll come to me and you'll let me be like your Lord and Savior, I will create a really cool purpose and plan for you. It's one of the perks, like follow me. And then, all, no, the Bible goes before you were born. Even if you reject God and refuse to acknowledge God, it does not change the fact before you were born, God, he purposed and planned your life. Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the thoughts I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of a future and a hope. Psalm 139, that when you were in your mother's womb, God had already fashioned or written in a book the days that you, that you would walk. Jeremiah chapter one, verse four through five, before you were born, God knew you. God placed you where he placed you, the time, the family, the, all of it. And he put on your life a purpose and a plan. God has a plan, but so many people, we do not reach the full potential of what God has for us because we make decisions and determinations that got us all over the place like Google Maps when we're not listening and we're we're way over here and we're supposed to be. So how do we make decisions and determinations when, when there's a way that seems right to me, but it's not always, God, how do I do that? I'm gonna talk about tonight the process. And before we jump in, would you pray with me? And can we ask God one more time that he really would speak to us tonight? Lord, tonight, thank you for the Bible. Thank you, God, for giving us your word to literally teach us and guide us and show us how to live. I'm asking you tonight in the name of Jesus that you would open our eyes and our ears to hear from you. God, I pray that every ounce of pride that is in our hearts, that it would bow its knee to Jesus tonight and that we would come to a place that we would say, I am not God. I, I do not know all. I do not have all figured out. Even in, in, in my intelligence, I don't have the ability to see what only God can see. And I need not just him, but I need the process that he has put in place for me to make the decisions that, that I need to make to keep moving forward. I thank you for speaking in Jesus' name. All God's people said, amen, amen. amen. All right, number one, write this down. I'll give you just five thoughts tonight. Number one, write this down. It starts with an opportunity or are you going, going up against an obstacle? Has anybody ever asked you a dumb question before? Like just off the top of your head, what's the dumbest question you can think of someone asking you? Anybody, any volunteers, you can think of a dumb question someone's asked you? Jaden, I'd love to hear it. How can you breathe? How can, that's, well, depends on the circumstance. I can see that though. Yeah, Brad. Have you tried turning it on and off? Okay, uh, Caleb. Whoa. Wait, you're left-handed? Wait, 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 Caleb, you're left-handed? 
Just kidding. Um, so often when we start talking about like making decisions and determinations, like doing what God wants us to do, I, I think people that really have a good heart, we, we start asking God dumb questions. Now, I don't mean there's a dumb question, but there are kind of dumb questions. And what I'm trying to bring out is that um, the things that we really need God to speak into, they, they don't have to do with what we should eat for lunch. They don't have to do with whether or not we should buy Nikes or Adidas. They don't have to do with whether or not we should go with a, with a Dr. Pepper or a Mountain Dew. It's, when we talk about needing God to guide us and lead us, we're talking about opportunities and obstacles. Let me tell you why. Because opportunities and obstacles, someone say opportunity. Someone say obstacle. Opportunities and obstacles are usually the points of decision in, in your life and my life. Let's just think about it for a second. You, you get an obstacle. What do you mean obstacle? I mean, you get like a challenging, hard situation or circumstance. Your knee-jerk reaction, so as mine, is to do what? Is to, how do I get out of this as soon as possible? Like anybody else, like that's your knee-jerk reaction. Like when things are not good, my first thought is, okay, this is not good. This is not fun. This is not pleasant. How do I get out of this? And, and what happens is I start making decisions that seem right to me, that seem good to me. I start letting instinct, if you will, kick in. And all of a sudden, I, I, start, I start making choices that oftentimes they will move. They will direct. They will they'll lead my life in directions my, my, my life should not go. It could be a challenge, could, could be an obstacle that's like, oh man, I, I really, really need money right now. Anybody, you could just use a little more money. Like I, who couldn't use more money to be honest. But like, I, I, I remember when, when I was in high school, um, I, I was about to get, get my license. Anybody, you're about to get your license this year. Anybody you pumped about getting your license. I was, I was about to get my license and, um, parents have a way of doing this. My dad kind of like, uh, rained on the parade he's like, for sure. Like it's, I'd love for you to get your license. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, but you, but you got to pay for your car insurance, your gas and your cell phone bill. And I'm like, cool. Like with what money? Like you got to get a job. And, and all of a sudden my obstacle was, okay, well, like I, I, I need money. I, I, I really want to drive. I want to have a, but, but I, and all of a sudden there's a challenge and it started making me go, okay, so where am I getting a job? 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 Thankfully I had parents that were, that were helping me create parameters, but I, I'm trying, trying to find jobs and every job I went to, I, I had to put down, um, when are you available? Um, I'm available every day except for, well, I can't do Wednesdays and Sundays because I have, I have church. And I can't tell you how, well, actually I could, three jobs that I, I, I did not get because they said, sorry, that you can't have a job here unless you will work Wednesdays and Sunday. It has to be an option. And, and what happens, Saul, is we get obstacles. We get things like, I got to make a decision. I got to make a decision. And, and we, just start, we just start choosing whatever we think will get us out of or get us into where we need to be. It's a point of decision. The same thing happens with opportunity. Opportunities don't always come from God. You know that, right? Like, uh, this is an old preacher saying, but like the devil knows how to open doors just as well as God does. 
And I can't tell you how many people, they get an opportunity and all it takes is the door to crack. And they're like, bro, God, God's moving in my life. Why? Because he opened uh, opportunities and obstacles. They're always points of decisions. And that's where it starts. I'm just, when, when you get an opportunity, with you get an obstacle, when you get an obstacle, you just got to say this in your heart. Okay, this is the starting place. This is the starting place right here. And number two, jot this down. Your move, your move is you need to, number two, you need to get a sense from God. All right, another rhetorical question that I've already asked you. How often do you ask God about the decisions that you make? How, how often do you ask God whether or not he, he's, he's giving you permission to join that club? How often do you ask God, God, I'm about to jump into this, to, to this, this team right here, but, but I need to know, is this something you're asking me to do? How often do you ask God about the person you're going to date? How often do you ask God about the extra commitment? And this? we have so many decisions in our life that we don't even stop to go, God, I have an opportunity. God, there's, there's this challenge and it's forcing me to make a decision before I just go with what seems right to me. Now, I, I, I know better. You said in your word, there are ways that seem right to me, but the end road is destruction. So God, I'm not trying to lean on, what does the Bible say? Do not lean on your own understanding, but stop and acknowledge, acknowledge God. We, we, we better be people if we, if, if we want to see the fulfillment of what God has. We better be people that we learn to stop and we get a sense from God. Brandon, why, why do you say sense? Be, because God often doesn't speak in loud, bold declarative, audible statements. I've never heard like God like that before. Have you? Like I've, I've never been, been in my bedroom, been like, God, should I go to this party tonight? And I've never heard God be like, no, son, that's the stupidest decision you can make. Stay home and fast. Like I've, I've never, that's never happened to me. So a lot of times when we're like, yeah, I heard from God, what we should really say is I kind of have a sense on, on the inside, I think this is what the Lord's asking me to do. Brandon, how, how do I get a sense or like, how do you even describe that? Let me just say it this way. It's, it's kind of a, a, a pulling, a pulling one direction, but a pulling one direction that's in alignment or makes sense with what God already said in, in the Bible. Like, like, let's just play, play, play a fun little game real quick. Um, let's say that I have an obstacle um, I need new shoes because I don't have Air Force Ones and I'm not that cool. It's like, God, I have a serious obstacle in my life right now. Um, I'm getting older. I've got some gray hairs. I'm not very cool. And I don't even have Air Force Ones, okay? So I need to get some new shoes, but I don't have any money. Okay, God, do you think that I should go and steal money from that sweet old lady that comes to church? Okay, let, let's, just, let's pause real quick. If, if, if I'm like, you know, I just have a sense, you know, that, that I should steal this person's money. Now, by show of hands, how many of you do, do you think that's from God? Okay, why? Because the Bible clearly says, 
Don't steal. So many times we can verify this, this, this kind of sense I have. We can verify if it is God or if it is bad pizza, if it is God or if it is my own fleshly desires, simply by going, I don't know, bro, what does the Bible say? Man, I just, I, I feel like I should do this. Yeah, but that's, that like contradicts four things the Bible says. And that's going to take you like out of a line. That's, that, that's not God. But, but, but we have to learn to get good at going, okay, I, he, he, here's the starting point. But God, I need to ask you. I need to pray. I need to take time to listen. And I need to get a sense from you. And then number three, jot this down. When, when you get a sense, number three, write this down. You have to get counsel. Get counsel. Here is where so many people go wrong. So many people, they're like, all right, okay. I like genuinely by show of hands, how many of you would say in your heart, you really do want to do the right thing? Like, I'm like, I don't, I don't get it right all the time, but I want to do the right thing. Okay. But here's where people get it wrong. All right. I want to do the right thing. So here's this decision I got to make. And I don't want to get out of alignment of where God has my, my life going. So God, I need you to help me. But then the moment they get a sense, they're like, cool, bro. I'm, I'm good. Thank you, God. And they go, they just go do, 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 what, do whatever they want. And, and then here, here's how they justify it. Pastor, pastor, pastor Daniel, pastor Daniel, big news, bro. I just made this decision to do X, Y, and Z. Will, will you pray and, and put, put a blessing on it? I was talking to this guy one time at church. He's like, pastor, pastor, come here. Come here. Actually, no one calls me pastor. I don't know why I'm saying that. Brandon, will you talk to me? Yeah. All right. So, um, I just really need you to pray for me. I'm like, okay, for sure, man. Like, I'm a pastor. That's what I do. Yes, I will pray for you. Okay. Um, all right, so I'm, I'm starting this business and I'm doing this and I'm gonna do that. And I'm, and, and like, I'm thinking what he's gonna ask is, hey, I, w- will you help me know, is this what God's saying? And so like the audacity of this guy, I love it. I really do. I'm like, bro, like for sure, let's pray. And so I'm like, hey, God would, God, I pray right now for so-and-so that you would give them wisdom. And he stops me. He goes, no, 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 no. It's already a done deal. I was just curious if you'd like pray a blessing on it so it works. And, and I literally stopped. I'm like, bro, that's not how this works. Like, here, here's, here's maybe just something to, to, to note. God doesn't put a blessing on things, okay? It doesn't work like that. We can't be like, okay, God, here's my plan right here. I really want to date this kind of person, and I want to go to this kind of college and I want to have this career. And so God, here's my, here's my cute, beautiful little plan. It's really cool. It's really trendy. It's really Instagrammable. And I feel like if God, if this plan happened, people would really think I was awesome. Okay. So God, just bless it. It doesn't work like that. God's not like, God's not the tooth fairy. God's not showing up at night, just putting blessings on stuff. No, no, no. God's blessing is already on what God has purposed and planned and what God is doing. And so our, like, we're not asking God, God, I just pray that my life would be blessed. No, we're saying, God, I want my life to be blessed. And I know your blessing, your favor, your promise of success, your guarantee. Do you know that God does have a guaranteed promise of success like where you don't fail ever? God goes, my my blessing right here, it is on what I've already purposed and planned and what I am doing. So my asking God is, God, 
Help me to know what you have for my life so I can get in alignment with that so I experience the blessing of God. But so many people, they miss it because they get a sense, ah, maybe, maybe, maybe. And then, and then they, why? Because we feel pressure to make quick decisions and we don't like living in the unknown. So we, we, we got to get an opportunity, an obstacle, get, get a sense. And then we take that sense to counsel. Let me, let me read, read you a couple of scriptures. I'm going to read you like four of them in, in a row. And so if you're a note taker, you can take notes. If not, look at the screen. Uh, Proverbs 11, 14. Proverbs 11, 14 says this. Where there is no counsel. Someone say no counsel. Where there is no counsel, the people fall. In other words, people make YouTube videos of them and they are compilations of epic fails. Where there's no counsel, people fall. But in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. Bible says this, Proverbs chapter 24, verse six says this. It says, Proverbs 24, verse six, it says, for by wise counsel, you will wage your own war. And in a multitude of counselors, there is safety. Are, are you kind of, kind of catching a theme? That God goes, I've kind of set up this system that there's a safety net and it's in the multitude of counsel. The Bible goes, Acts 15 to 28, New Testament. Listen to how they made decisions. For it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us. We can just stop right there. They weren't making determinations like, yo, my name is Peter. I'm one of the apostles. I don't know if you heard, but I walked on water one time. It was pretty dope. Yes, that is true. I start sinking, but at least I didn't doubt Thomas. So why don't you just shut it? Um, anyway, just want to let you know, I just got some decisions I made because it seems good to me and, and, and the Holy Spirit. No, no, no. For it seemed good to the Holy Spirit. Again, we're trying to get where God wants us and to, to us. Oh, so you were making decisions and determinations like a group project, not like an individual like task. Last one I'll read to you, Proverbs 18.1. I love this one. Oh, it's my favorite one. Because I love it because one translation literally says stupid. And I love that. Um, I should have used that translation. A man who isolates himself seeks his own desire. And he rages against all wise judgment. I, I forget what translation, one translation, it literally goes, a man who isolates himself is stupid. I love that translation. Like that's my kind of translation. Hey, if you isolate yourself, it's because you're dumb. And, and you rage against all wise judgment. Brandon, who, who, who would be wise counsel? Let me just, just, just give you a quick list. I think it should be on the screen. Um, Brad, I think we have that, the, the wise counsel or that, yeah. Who is wise counsel? Um, I, I would say number one, and, and you'll just have to go with me. I would say number one is your parents. And you're like, well, Brandon, like my, 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 my parents aren't Christians. Okay, well then let's, let's table that for a second. But, but I, say, I say parents because the very first covering God has given you, it is your mom and dad. That is why as a youth pastor, you will never, ever, ever, ever hear me tell you do anything that is contrary to what your mom and dad has said because I recognize your first covering from the Lord, it is your, your mom and dad. Well, Brandon, what if I don't have a mom and dad? Or what if my mom and dad aren't, aren't, aren't believers? Then God, he's so gracious that he gives us spiritual moms and dads. But, but there is a covering that lies there. Se secondly, it would be your pastors and your leaders. 
So that's why I'm always asking the question, God, who is? Who is my pastor? God, who are the leaders? Who are the mentors you have placed in my life? I just ask you tonight, rhetorical question, but it's, it's worth asking, who is your pastor? And, and, and let me just preface real quick. I don't mean who's the person that you listen to preach the most often because that's, that's not the qualification of pastor. Pastor is a shepherd. Pastor is an overseer. Pa- pastor is, is one who helps, helps lead and guide and, 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 and bring nourishment to. Who, not, who, not who do I listen to preach. Who have I allowed into my life and said, you're my pastor, ma'am. And because of that, there's a covering that I recognize. If, if, if you can't answer that question, I would say you got to answer that question. God, who are the leaders? Who, who are the mentors, God, that you have in my life right now? I have a senior pastor. His name is Gil Dearman. He happens to be my dad as well. So boom, got both of them covered off the top. But, but, but I don't have a pastor, but I, I could tell you who my three to four mentors are that by the way, I went and sought out. I made phone calls to go, yeah, yo, pa- Pastor Dale Jenkins, um, I really need covering in this season of my life. Can, can we meet and, and would, you, would you mentor me? And then thirdly, godly friends. How many of you, you have some stupid friends? How many, you, you, you got some dumb, I, had, I still have dumb friends today. But, but, but it's important for me to recognize, I don't just need to listen to my friends, no, there, there is a group of, of godly friendship. Like, can I tell you how, how important it is that you have godly friends? Like, if you're a note taker, you can jot these two verses down, but I love it. Proverbs 13, 20 says, if you walk with wise men, you will be wise. But if you have stupid friends, you will suffer harm. Proverbs 12, 26 says that a righteous man, he chooses his friends on purpose because he knows the way of the wicked leads him, leads him astray. See, you, you need counsel. We cannot make decisions and determinations because we feel pressure, be, 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 because we feel like, well, well, if I don't do it, then I don't know. We have to make decisions and determinations because our destiny is on the line. Going, God, there's a way that seems right to me, but God, it is not, it, it, it is not right. And so God, I, I, I need you to speak to me. God, give me a sense of what you're asking me to do. And then, and then I go and I go to, my, to, to the people in my life and go, hey, this is the sense that I have. There, there's this obstacle. There's this thing that I'm, that I'm, I'm faced with. Here's a, I, I just have this sense. Um, will, will, will you pray with me? Will, 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 will you maybe give me some advice? How does that sound to you? Does that sound right? Does that sound like God? Does, does that sound like maybe, I'll never forget, I was a senior in high school and I got invited to go on this spring break trip with a bunch of my friends. I didn't even have to pray. I knew this is going to be a bad decision because I know who will be there and I know what is going to take place. There's no way on God's green earth or H-E double hockey sticks that I should be on this trip. And, um, and I kind of already knew, but you know what I did? I'll never forget, I was driving in my car and, and I called my old youth pastor, Pastor Mark Wymore. And I said, Pastor Mark, hey man, question for you. Yeah, I haven't talked to him like, like in, a, in, a, in a hot minute. Y- yeah, um, so 
there's this like trip, my friend, you ever trying to ask for permission for something and you leave out all the important details because you already know what you want to do? Yeah, there's this trip um, with some friends um, that visited church one time and um, godly, godly men though, godly men, they fast and pray often. And um, they're going down to this place. I think there's like, I don't know. I think it's kind of where Jesus got baptized. You know what I mean? Like um, there's water, there's sand. It's just Jordan River, basically. Um, it's going to be a good time. Um, what, what do you think I should do? And I'll, I'll never forget Pastor Mark. He goes, well, um, before I give you my answer, what do you think you should do? Like what's just what, like what, 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 what's the sense you have, have about it? I, I already knew, but, but you know what I needed? I, need a, I needed a safety net. I need a safety covering of, of godly counsel. Would go, hey man, come on. Like, let me just, let me put my arms around you and help you to make safe, wise decisions that will preserve the destiny I have for you. That, 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 that's not a good idea. I've had other times before where like, I just, I know that I know that I know this is what God's saying. And then I go talk to mentors, pastors, friends. And they're like, I don't know, man. Like that just, that doesn't seem right. I'll give you an example. I, I got offered not a job, but, 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 but a cert, certain, certain position about six months ago to do something. And um, it, was, it was really exciting because getting offered this thing, it, it was like people going, wow you're doing a good job and, and we think you'd be so good at this. And, and it's kind of the seduction of opportunity, which by the way, one of the most seducing and destructive things, it is opportunity often because opportunity strokes your ego. Opportunity flatters you. Opportunity makes you feel like, wow. Yeah. I I actually, and I'm going to be honest. I don't even know if I could hear from God because I really wanted to say yes. And every time, time I prayed, my, my prayers were, were less, God, what do you want me to do? And they were more like, God, you the man, and you know I'm the man. Thank you so much. What a blessing. And, and I, I, as I do, I, I went and talked to some friends. And one by one, I called Pastor Dale. I'm talking to my friend, Matthew Hunt. I'm talking to my senior pastor. I'm talking about, and one by one, you know, I just, I don't know. I, I just don't, I don't have a sense that, th- that this is a good decision. I just don't think that's a wise decision. I, I just, I just don't have a, well, like why? Tell, tell me why. Like, what's the reason? Like, I, I just, I just have a check in my heart. And one by one, can, can I tell you, it, it, it didn't matter at that point what, yeah, but I think I should, no, 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 no. God, you have placed in, in my life parameters. I don't. I don't go outside of the parameters you've given me. I trust you so much. See, this is where we get it wrong. We think we have to trust like our pastors, leaders, parents, godly friends. And, And there's an element of that. But can I tell you who we're really trusting? We're trusting God. I don't trust my senior pastor. I trust God. I don't trust Pastor Dale and Pastor Matthew and Pastor Joel. And I don't trust my wife. I trust God in them. I'm not going, hey, what, what do you think I should do? I'm saying, will you help me to pray and get a determination of what you feel like? And every one of them was like, nah, can I tell you, it was the most difficult thing I've done in recent times. But I had to make a phone call to go, hey, um, 
I know I was super hype about this when you, when you asked me. I can't do it. What do you mean? What do you mean you can't do it? It'd be great. I, yeah, I know. I just, I can't. Why? And here, here's all I had to go on. Um, me and the people that I'm, I've just led in my life, we just have a sense this, is, this isn't what God has for, in this season for, for me. You need the safety net of, because there are going to be things that seem right to you. But he's Mr. Perfect. That's my Prince Charming. Yeah, that's, that's, that's bad news right there. Yeah, but she is, like Brandon, I know I'm only 11, but I feel like I'm gonna marry this woman. I swear. <laughs> like, I got, I was reading in the Bible and like Bible was like, and two shall become one. I just, I felt like God spoke. There's going to there's gonna be things where we need the safety net of people to go, hey, come on, man. That's not, that's not wisdom. That's not Bible. That's not, that doesn't align with God's ways. Number four, write, write this down. You, 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 you got to get a word. Here's what I mean. You, you have opportunities points of decision. You got to do the work to go, God, would you speak to me? God, God, would you help me to know what it is you're asking me to do? I got to go talk to my pastors, my leaders. Hey, this is what I'm facing. This is what I'm thinking. Will, 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 will you pray with me? But then you have to say, God, in all of this, I, I need to get a, a concrete, this is what God is saying, and I'm, I'm gonna go for that. Brandon, but how do I do that? Because God doesn't speak audibly. Ready for the most, like, not helpful thing I will maybe ever say? Do the best you can. Just do, do the best you can. Yeah, but, that, but that's not, you, you and the pastors and the, you, you do the best you can. Because here, here's what I believe. God is so good. Someone say, so good that when we're doing the best we can, he will not allow us to make dumb decisions. God, God, is, God is too good. I'll, I'll never forget, I, um, I made a decision that I should not have made. Uh, it was very similar. I got offered a job. It actually w- was a job. And uh, I, I would have been able to like still be at church, but it was like a part-time job doing something else. And it was very flattering to my ego. I know nobody else would care because... Like you, you're not a pastor, but to, to, it was like, this is, this is flattering to, to my ego. And I'm, um, so like, hey, will, will, will you come and let's, let's do like an interview? So I went to this interview. It was awesome. Took me to a fancy lunch. It was so good. And I'm like, this is amazing. Everything, everything this guy says, I'm like, dude, I, bro, I see it. I can see the vision. Bro, I'm in. Yeah, let, let, let's pray. Let's go. Let's do this. And, and I, to the best of my ability, I, I really was trying to make a good decision. But I just thought, God, this is what you want me to do. I'll never forget. I, I didn't sign on the dotted line, thank God. But I said, yes. I'm in, I will do it, count me in, send, send, send me the contract, I, I will sign, email it to me. I get, I get in my car. Have you ever been so nervous you want to throw up? Yep. I get in my car, I start driving, like, oh, I don't feel so good. And I, I get on the interstate on 77, and I had to pull over almost immediately. I felt sick to my stomach. I, I legitimately felt like I'm going to throw up all over this car right now. And I just, in an instant, I knew that God was saying, you missed it, bro. 
one of the most helpful things that someone's, anyone's ever told me is my dad. I said, dad, how do you know you, that you're really hearing from God? He said, remember God, he always leads you by his peace. Allow peace to lead you. In an instant, every bit of peace that I had was gone. And I felt so nervous, so afraid. I felt like, oh my, what, what, what did I just do? And immediately I got on the phone and I'm like, hey, hey Pastor Scott, Pastor Scott, Pastor Scott. Um, this is really awkward, which by the way, making good decisions and staying on course for the destiny God has you, it requires a lot of humility because you gotta be humble enough to, to, to admit you don't always get it right and, and you need help and you gotta be humble enough to admit when you get it wrong. Do you know how many people stay the course in bad decisions because they're prideful? Do you know how many people stay the course in relationships and things that they should not be in because they're prideful? I called Pastor Scott. It was so embarrassing. I'm like, hey, Pastor, Pastor Scott. Hey, man. Yeah, it's me. We just talked like five minutes ago. P.S. Great steak lunch. It was so good. Did I tell you that? Um, kind of awkward. I can't do it. He said, what? We, we just spent like a couple hours together and you're like, I'm in. I can see the vision. I'm like, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. He's like, well, well, okay, at least take the, take the rest of the day to think about it. I said, I don't need to. I, I just, I know that I know this is not what, this is not what, what, what God wants me to do. And I don't know if he could do this, but I felt kind of intimidated. And so I, I said, yes, sir. He said, what do I want you to do? Go home and write me a 500 word essay on what you learned. I'm like, uh, I'm not in high school. You're not my boss, my coach, my teacher, my, like, I, mm, but I'm like, okay. And I did not write a 500 word essay because I didn't have 500 words. But here, here's what I wrote in an email to him. Hey, so sorry again for the inconvenience, miscommunication. Uh, you wanted to know what I learned. Here's what I've learned. That God is so good and God is so faithful that when I'm, when I'm doing the best I can to make decisions that honor him, that even when I miss it, he holds me right where he wants me to be. See, like when, when you're doing the best you can and you really are trying to honor God and you really are stopping saying, God, speak to me. God, I want to do what honors you. When you really are stopping to go, I'm, I'm going to go to my leaders, my pastors, my people in my life, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get wisdom. When you're really doing the best you can, I'm telling you, God is so faithful to meet you in that place. But so often the reason we don't feel like we hear from God is because we're not really doing the best we can. We're just trying to make quick, easy, convenient decisions that feel good and, and seem right in, in the moment. But I'm telling you, God is so good that when we really do the best we can, say, God, I want to honor you. God, you have a purpose and a plan for my life. And I don't want to make dumb decisions. I don't want to date the wrong person. I don't want to have the wrong friend group. I don't want to get on a sports team. I, I, I don't want to do anything that's going to derail my life from the purpose and plan you have for it. So God, speak to me. God, get, help, help me to know what you have for me. God, give me the humility to sit with, with wise men and women you've placed in my life and just just be open and honest and, and receive even when I don't want to receive. And God, help me to be confident. Number five, we'll, we'll close with this. And Kimberly, you can come play. But number five, get going. Get going. 
Did you know that when you do the best you can to hear from Jesus and, and, and you have a sense of what God's telling you to do, you got people that are helping to pray and people that are help, helping to really help you make good decisions and, and, and you feel like you know what God's saying, do, do you know what it's a matter of now? It's a matter of obedience. Why? Because obedience is saying, Jesus, whatever you ask me to do, that I will do. So, so when I pray and I ask God to help me, to help me know the direction that he's, he's asking me to go, help me know the decision he wants me to, be, to make, when I get a sense or a word from God, it's a matter of obedience now. So you know what? You know the fifth thing? The fifth thing is you got to get going. You, you got to get busy doing the thing that God's asked you to do. You got to get busy being faithful to the thing God is asking you to be faithful to. And, and here's where, let me go full, full circle. Here's why the Bible goes in the multitude of counsel, there's safety. It's not just because like pastors, leaders, friends, parents, it's not just because people help you make wise decisions. It's because do you know what you need more than anything? You need accountability. That's what, you, that's what we, we really need. You, you need people asking you questions like, hey, I thought, I thought, thought you said that you, you were going to do that. Why are you over here? Well, I, I'm be kidding. Is, is God schizophrenic? Did God change his mind? Is God confused? No, he's not. But but what happens so often is we're like, all right, God, speak to me, lead me, guide me. And then, and then God really will speak to us. God, God will give us direction. God will show us what we need to do. But then we go to do it and we're like, I'm kind of scared. That's, uh, that doesn't make sense to me. That's not comfortable to me. I don't really want to do that. So I'm going to, thanks God for the advice, but I'm catch you next time. And, and, and we, we, go, we go our own way. And, and what we need is we need people that will go, hey, bro, Come here, what, 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 what are you doing, man? Hey, hey, question for you. Why are you, why are you literally dating Delilah? Like, you ever read the, the, the story of Samson? Like, this woman is literally Delilah, bro. Why are you dating her? Well, you know, no, no, no. You know, this is not what we need people in our life that will come around us and ask us difficult questions. That will come around us and sometimes just make statements. Dude, you, bro, you, you're, you're so off right now. Like, we, you need a good friend that will, that will invite you to McDonald's, will buy you a number one, and say, bro, are the fries good? It's good. The Big Mac sauce is good. It's good. Okay. Um, I bought you food today because I just wanted to tell you, you need to repent, bro, because you know you are living in sin. And you know that the things you are doing, we, we need this in our life because every single one of us, myself included, we are prone to, to wonder. You, you know who I think the, the greatest example of this is? And, and, um, and, I, and I promise we're, we're done, it's 8.15. I think the greatest example of this is King David. You ever heard of King David, anybody? How many of you, um, you, you're familiar with David's like greatest failure, one of his greatest failures, that David, he, he was up on a rooftop and he, shot, he saw Bathsheba, Bathsheba, and uh, she was literally taking a bath and he's like, yes, please. 
Frederick, bring her to me now. And, and he, he had this woman brought to his quarters. He slept with her, he committed adultery, he got her pregnant, and because he's trying to cover it up, he murdered her husband. Like, missed it big. I read that story, and you know what I always think? David, Ho hold up. The man after God's own heart? Ho hold up. The, the, the man who for 15 years refused to even speak negatively about Saul who was trying to kill him because he did not want to, to go outside of, of God's authority and speak about someone in, in, in rulership that God ordained? You mean David, the one who over and over again for 10, 15 years did everything the right way? David, how, how, did, you, how did you fall so far? It, it reminds me of two things. Number one, it reminds me that all of us are prone to wonder. There is no arrival point. Yeah, bro, you know, I used to struggle, used to be sinful. I remember back in sixth grade, man, it's crazy. Really big, just temptations I had, big struggles. But uh, went to camp last year. Don't know if you were there. Worship was pretty sick and uh, got prayed for at the altar. I've arrived at perfection now. In case you want to know what holiness looks like, check out my Instagram, bro. Post a ton of scripture. Anyways, so uh, yeah, but I, don't, but I, don't, I, I, I can't really relate. I don't struggle anymore. No, no, that's nobody ever. We're all prone to wonder. You know, the second thing that I, I, I think about with, with David, I think about Isaiah. Well, this might feedback if I walk back here. Okay. I, I, I think about, um, like, let's just say, let's just say that, that David's up there on the stage and Bathsheba, she back here in her quarters. I wonder how many people Bathsheba had to walk by on her way up to, to the palace, on, on her way up to, to David's chambers. And, and I wonder how many people were like, that's not, that's not okay. That's not right. Like, I, I read that story and I'm like, where are all of David's friends? Where are all of David's, like, leaders? Where are all of David's guys that when he is at a point of temptation and about to make a devastating decision are there to hold him accountable and help him. Bro, this isn't wisdom. Like, you know, you know, but so many of us, we live this way because we've isolated ourselves. because I'm gonna do my own thing because I am my own boss. We are devoid of godly counsel. We're devoid of men, women, people in our life that help us stay on the right path that God has for us. I'm telling you, you want to get to the destiny God has for you. It, it's going to require a lot. Someone say a lot. It's going to require a lot of decisions. Heard it said before, and I promise you we're done right now. Shut up. The, the, the Bible is not, not a book of destiny. We read the Bible and we're like, wow, amazing all the great destinies that God had for these men and women. Wow. The Apostle Paul, what a destiny. But I've heard it said the Bible is actually not a book about destiny. The Bible is a book about decisions. All the Bible is, it is an account of men and women who made decision after decision after decision to honor God, 
to trust God, to live righteous, to live pure, to live holy, to, to seek God. And all of their decisions led to, to destiny. If you're going to get to where God has purpose and plan, it's going to require so many decisions. And your decisions cannot be left in your own hands. You need God to lead you. You need people to come around you. You need to get a word from God and you need to We hope you've been inspired by this word. To help awaken your faith on a regular basis, subscribe now so you can be alerted when we have a new message. Thank you so much for listening.